normal Christianity. Have you ever thought about what that really is, normal Christianity? Right? Sometimes people think of believers as those who just go to church every Sunday, right? Those are Christians, and that's normal Christianity. But is it? My name is Levi Skipper. You're listening to No Sweat Evangelism, my podcast designed to help make sharing your faith simple. Today we're blessed to have on the podcast with us Brad Marchman. Brad Marchman is one of our evangelism catalysts. Brad, tell everybody where you serve right now. Thank you, Levi. I'm glad to be on here with you. I'm currently serving as the consultant for the East Central Region uh, in Georgia, which goes from Thomaston to Augusta, kind of that chunk of Georgia. Excellent, excellent. Listen, the reason I wanted you on is because you put a blog together about normal Christianity. And I, I just thought it was phenomenal. And I was like, we, we need to talk about this, right? So my question to you, first of all, is what motivated you to write this blog? Most Christians never share their faith. And uh, if there are some that do it, usually it's a very small group in our churches that actually go about doing what the Bible says about telling people about Jesus. And most of the time, we consider those people who share their faith as kind of super normal, superstar Christians. We look at them and we're like, wow, those guys are really getting after it. And everybody else is considered normal. And I think beyond the normal excuses we always hear, which is, well, I'm scared or I don't have enough information, I believe we've made it normal. And to a large degree, it's it's through the leadership of the church, we've made it normal to not share our faith. And I think that goes against all that the Bible would say about us being witnesses for Christ. So what I hear you saying then is normal Christians really are individuals who share their faith. Is that right? That's right. I think if you read the biblical record, I think that's true. And I think the Apostle Paul would look if he came to our churches today and he would be shocked that nobody was sharing their faith. He'd be like, what is up with you guys? What's the problem here? Definitely. It reminds me, too, you know, in the book of Revelation where... You know, Jesus is standing on the outside, knocking on the door, saying, "Y'all, somebody let me in, right? It's like, what is going on in there? So a lot of our churches, you know, sadly, they're gathering, you know, on a regular basis. But it's as if the Lord Jesus himself was outside saying, if y'all just open the door, I'd come in here. And things would mm-hmm. radically change. Man, I, I love the, the idea of normal Christianity. In fact, I love the story that you kind of opened up with, that Lamar Legron Uh, Let me just kind of read some of this to you if you haven't seen the blog. But uh, it says, When Lamar was saved, he immediately began to share with everyone who would listen about the difference Christ made in his life and how they could be saved. It was amazing to see, and God was using him in a mighty way. The church was excited to see how God was using Lamar. But most saw this passion for sharing the gospel as something that was not normal for the regular Christian. So finally, one of the deacons went to Lamar and told him that he was excited to see him sharing his faith so boldly, but one day he would calm down, and he would, quote, be like the rest of us. The deacon saw himself as a normal Christian. One day, Lamar would join him after he finally settled down. That is an amazing, you know, just opening statement right there, because I think that really is a reality in a lot of our churches. Somebody's on fire for their faith, and we kind of look at them strange. It's like, you're sharing the gospel where you work? Are you kidding me? can't believe you're doing that. What are some of the reasons the church has settled into a normal, uh, really, that doesn't match up with biblical principles? What's up with that? I think you could say things we talk about all the time, like busyness, everybody's so busy and they just don't do it, or... One of the biggies we always hear about is fear, but I think as a whole, something maybe that we don't think about a lot, 
I think the church at large, I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole, the church has given people permission not to share. We don't hold people accountable, and it starts with leaders. I mean, how many times do you know a deacon's meeting that started off with pastor? Uh, we don't think you've been sharing Christ enough. Right. <laughs> you never hear that. I mean, you, they want to argue and complain about everything else going on in the church. But as far as holding people accountable to share their faith, we really don't do that. You know, I used to tell my church people when I was pastor, and I'd say to them, I would for once love for somebody to come up to me and be upset and say, Pastor, we're just not sharing the gospel enough, and I'm upset about it. But yeah. that never happened. <laughs> and yeah. so I think we've made it, uh, given permission for Christians not to share. Oh, it's no big deal. Just show up, come to church, be in a Bible study. But we really don't hold people accountable to that. So we, we've got to continue to beat the drum, you know, sound the alarm. We've got to get back to sharing the gospel with people who need Christ. So check this. You gave four traits of the normal Christian from Second Corinthians chapter 5. Kind of expound on a couple of those traits that Christians struggle with the most. Yeah, I'll do that. I think the Apostle Paul, as I mentioned before, as he's writing that, he's really sharing in Second Corinthians 5 just his heart for sharing Christ and how he goes about it and kind of convincing the Corinthian people there that we all need to be doing this. And I think Paul really saw himself not out of the ordinary, but just as what a normal Christian should be about. And so there's four things in there. You know, the love of Christ consumes a person who's a normal Christian. They see people the way Jesus sees them. They understand what's their calling, and then they passionately share the good news. And I think those all kind of roll one into another. But I think if you had to boil it down to a couple we struggle with is I think people don't see people around them the way Jesus does. Uh, we want to classify people, especially in our society today, uh, with all the racial tensions and the things that we have going on around us. I see. I think we classify people within the first few seconds we see them. Uh, we classify them by race, by socioeconomic standing. Are they rich? Are they poor? Are they fat? Are they skinny? Are they good-looking or not good-looking? And we go ahead mentally and make a note, and we're deciding right there, even many times before we say a word to them, do I want to be friends with this person, or do I want to get close to this person? And I think Paul says it best. He says, we don't see anybody according to the flesh anymore. Mm, and I think right. part of loving Jesus and having uh, knowing the love of Jesus and letting it control us is that we begin to see people and think, hey, I wonder if they know Christ or not. I'm not worried about what they look like from the outward appearance or what they're driving. I want to know if they know Christ, and that's going to affect how I treat that person, right? That's going to make me want to love them and want me to be a reflection of Christ to them. And so then that leads to understanding what's our calling. I think most Christians don't understand that you may have a job at the Air Force Base or at whatever business, but your calling is to the ministry of reconciliation. He says there in Second Corinthians 5, we've been reconciled, and then we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And most Christians, I don't think, live their life with that understanding that I'm at my job. God has placed me here so that not just so I can make money and climb the corporate ladder, but so that I can be an effective witness to the people he's put in this place. And when I go to the ballpark, and we talked about this a lot, I, God's not got my kids playing sports just so they can be the next uh, Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth. He's got them playing sports so that we can be a light to all the parents and the kids on the team that need to know Christ. And so if we understand that as our calling, it changes the way I wake up every morning and the way I go to my job or wherever it is that I go that day. You know, it kind of reminds me, too, D.L. Moody once was asked, 
you know, by by a Christian, why, why are you so evangelistic? Like, what drives you to do that? D.L. Moody said, I put an L on everybody's forehead, right? Not for loser, mm. but for lost. And he said, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, and I don't erase that L until I find out whether or not they actually know the Lord. So that's just a great that's challenge, good. right? So instead of, you know, oh, yeah. trying to measure somebody based on what they look like or whatever, you're just saying, you know what, does this person know the Lord or do they not know the Lord? And let, let's go yeah. into the conversation and the relationship with that on our mind. And and just to kind of jump up and down a little bit on Second Corinthians chapter five, we are ambassadors for the sake of the kingdom. As if right. God Himself is begging, pleading through us that men mm. will be reconciled to him. I think that's phenomenal. The Lord is begging through us. I when I think about this idea of an ambassador too, just because it always I love Second Corinthians five is probably my favorite chapter, man. So I'm gonna preach a little. Mine bit too, man. Mine yeah. too. Come on. But that ambassador concept, right? An ambassador speaks on behalf of another country. So yeah. if you go, you know, if I go overseas, which I've I've done several times. So if I go overseas, let's say to Ethiopia, there there's a U.S. embassy somewhere there. Now the amazing thing is, is that the people who work at the U.S. embassy are speaking on behalf of the U.S. to those who live in Ethiopia. So if you think about every local church, it's really an embassy of heaven. And those who are there speak on behalf of heaven to those who are on the earth. And what's That's tremendous, right. too, is we all speak the same message. Mm. We are guilty before a holy God. We are in desperate need of a Savior, and God sent his son Jesus to bear the weight of wrath against sin in his own body. He was buried and resurrected. Men must repent and believe. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. That's the gospel, isn't yes. it? Yes. Amen. Yeah, we got to right. share that, and man. And that's the best news right. on the planet. Good night. We need to get as and many I love, people here. I love what that. Paul says there. Yeah, come on. He says, man, just he just, you know, with that passion, he says, as God's begging through us. I mean, that should be our heart, that if I know somebody's lost in my life, whether it's a friend or a neighbor or a relative, I mean, with that kind of passion, as if God's begging through me, I want you to be saved. I love Penn and Teller. I can't remember which one, but he was an atheist, and he talked about the guy that was going to give him the Gideon Bible, and he kept coming show after show to try to give it to him. He finally took it, and he said, you know, I respect the guy. I don't believe what he's talking about, but I respect it. And he asked this question. He says, how much do you have to hate somebody? If you believe that the gospel is the only way to get to heaven, how much do you have to hate somebody not to share with them the good news of the gospel? And I thought that was very pointed, but we should be sharing with that passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I I believe the Lord answers that prayer too, right? Lord, uh, beg people through me to Mm. come to faith in you. I just believe the Lord answers that prayer, and so we've got to pray that. So let let me kind of ask you another question, though, Brad. What, What steps... Uh, really should a church should church leaders take to lead their people to be a biblically normal Christian? I think it definitely starts with the leadership, and it's true for just about anything you want done, uh, whether it be in a church or business or whatever, that you model it. Um, what if every pastor, just say, let me ask you this question as a hypothetical, what if every pastor set aside an hour a day to share Christ for the ministry of the gospel? For one, if you throw that out there, every pastor, probably to just about everybody, oh, we're so busy, I don't know if we can do that, how can we make time? I would probably say the same thing when I was pastoring. But how powerful would that be if every pastor in every church would start and say, one hour a day I'm going to give to the witness of somebody I know or somebody I come in contact with, I'm going to cultivate that. 
what an amazing impact that would have. And then as they begin to share about the people they've been witnessing to as part of their sermons and in their services on Sunday, guys, you won't believe I met this guy the other day at the Walmart and had an opportunity to share Christ with him. And people begin to hear that. And then what if the pastor was to say on Wednesday, as we go out for an hour, I'd love to take one of my deacons or one of my leaders and we go out and share all of a sudden, you've got a passion that begins to build in your church for sharing the gospel. As you begin to baptize those that you've uh, seen come to know Christ, I think we need a radical uh, impact to change things. I think that as the church as a whole, we've swung so far in the wrong way away from sharing the gospel that we need to take some drastic measures to bring it back to where it needs to be. And if that means I'm going to give an hour a day as a pastor, I'm going to begin to take radical measures to share the gospel. If if it just if it's just me starting out, I'm going to start out sharing my faith, and then my people are going to hear about it, and they're going to see people that are changed by it. And as we do that, we can begin to cultivate that in the hearts and lives of our people. And what if we challenged every member in our church? Guys, this is our calling in Christ to be ambassadors, to be those witnesses I want to challenge you to pray for and look for at least one opportunity, just one a week, if you went out and tried to share Christ with somebody. Think about the level of impact that would have in our society and our world. When somebody shares Christ, when I have the opportunity to share Christ with something, that is awesome. I mean, I just feel like, Lord, you've done something in my life today because I've had the opportunity to share Christ with this person that is amazing, and I, I love it. And when somebody crosses the line of faith and trusts in Christ as their Savior because I had the opportunity to share with them, and the Lord saves them because of that, there is certainly no greater feeling than that anywhere in the world. And if our people as Christians could begin to get tastes of almost like the taste and see that the Lord is good, mm. when we share our faith and we begin to see the Lord working, it's almost, I can't get enough. I want more of that feeling. I want more of that in walking in obedience, because there's really no greater feeling than that. I tell people, if you've never seen somebody come to Christ, you're missing out on one of the greatest feelings. It's like if you've never had a baby. Before I had children, somebody could tell me all they wanted, how great it was that their child had been born. And I could celebrate with them and say, wow, that's great and awesome and, and all those things. But until I stood in that delivery room and saw my child being born, it was a whole other experience, a whole other level that you can't explain unless you're there. And I think that's true for people when I tell somebody, oh, yeah, I got to lead somebody to the Lord. We can celebrate and clap, but there's nothing like being there when that new child of the king is born into the kingdom. It's amazing, and and there's no other feeling that compares to that as Christians we get to experience here on this earth. And so I think if we begin to get a taste for it, it'll be in to spread even more. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. You know, I, I will tell you, too, just being in ministry, oftentimes we find discouraged days, right, just when we're just kind of down in the dumps. One of the things that that uh, I have sought to do during those times is like, let, let me just go share the gospel with some people. Right? I, I've, I've literally <laughs> yeah. taken staff with me. I'm like, man, let's just go share Jesus because we're just kind of bummed out about something. That's right. But it just brings yeah. it back to this is what we're called to do. And I always get, you know, kind of re-energized and just encouraged in my own soul just by doing that. Well, Brad, listen, man, I appreciate what you're doing, uh, just serving the Lord through the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And I'm grateful to God for what he's doing in your life. And, man, pumped to be able to serve, you know, just alongside you and see just the growth, not only in your life, but also in the churches that you have an opportunity to 
influence and spend time with and the coaching network that you're building just great great stuff so again thanks a ton for being with us today on this no sweat evangelism podcast i know it's a little different than how it's normally delivered but we're grateful to have brad here with us today and let me just remind you too if you haven't already let me encourage you to check it out no sweat evangelism.com there's a resource there available for you and your church your small group to learn how to share the gospel one-on-one with people. Very, very simple tool. I promise you, you will enjoy it. So let me encourage you once again, nosweatevangelism.com. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. And once again, thanks a ton to our awesome producer, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Graham. God bless you.